Our scripture reading this morning comes from the New Testament, Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. It's titled, The Widow their Gifts into the Treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty and has put in all she had to live on. I I already gave you a sermon, so you can go home now. I said not too long ago that we have three boys. Uh, God blessed us with three boys, George and Gerald and Gregory. And Gregory is number three. And um, I normally tell Gregory that he's spoiled. And Gregory will look at me and say, Dad, I am not spoiled. I am just blessed. This morning... I want to ask you, how many of you know that you are blessed? Oh, the applause would have been better. Yes, yes, yes. And I want you to say to yourself, I know there are are heaviness, circumstances that we cannot control around us. I know people are suffering that we know. But if you know that you are blessed, in spite of everything that is going on in the world, in spite of everything you are experiencing, I want you to shout it out and say, I am blessed. It is really not too difficult to know when you are in front of a Methodist crowd. Let's do it one more time. I am blessed. I am blessed. Because my friends, if you can name it, you can claim it. The first song this morning says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. One of three favorite passages of mine. I am blessed. No matter what the circumstances of life, I am blessed. There are, are, but you can overcome them. You know why? Because you are blessed. And nobody can take that blessing from you. This is actually not my sermon, but that's the way the Lord is leading me. Nobody can take that blessing from you. Because every morning when we wake up and we look at ourselves, And we feel the pain. We feel the aches. But at the same time, we say to ourselves, I can see. I can smell. I can hear. And then you say to yourself, I am blessed. 
It is Jesus who says to us, stewardship is part of being a blessing. The saying goes, you are blessed to be a blessing. I'm sure you've heard that before. Blessed to be a blessing. My friends, we are called to be a blessing. And being a blessing means that instead of looking inwardly toward yourself, instead of self-promotion, you maintain the discipline to look outwardly. Look at somebody else. See the beauty of God's creation. And let us all together come and say, we are blessed. Because we are stewards one to the other. And in being a steward of God, you give more than you receive. That's what blessing is all about. If you're blessed to be a blessing, you give more than you receive. It is said that before John Wesley became the founder of the Methodist Church, he was a teacher at Oxford University in the 1700s. When he began his career, he was paid 30 pounds. For the whole year, 30 pounds. And in those days, that was a lot of money. His living expenses were 28 pounds. So he gave away two pounds that year. The next year, his income doubled. He still managed to live on 28 pounds. So that year, he gave away 32 pounds. The third year, he earned 90 pounds, lived on 28 pounds, and gave away 62 pounds. The fourth year, Wesley earned 120 pounds. He lived on 28 pounds, and he gave away 92 pounds. One year, we are told, his income was a little over 1,400 pounds. That year, he lived on 30 pounds and gave away nearly all of the 1,400 pounds. Wesley felt that with increasing income, what should rise is not the Christian standard of living, but the Christian's standard of giving. In other words, when God has blessed you, you have to be a blessing. Increasing our standard of giving. I think that's what Jesus was talking about in the narrative that was read to us this morning. Because it is a Christian concept. And what a great lesson that the founder of our Methodist movement taught us. Increasing your standard of giving. You are indeed blessed to be a blessing. Being a blessing isn't always easy, but it is always worth it.
I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you are excited because you are blessed. My friends, your day begins to go fine. Uh, or, or try it. If you wake up in the morning and you think you are cursed, there is a different attitude. When I wake up in the morning, I know I'm blessed. Sometimes I wake up with pain because I don't sleep properly. I mean, like this night, I was up till about 3 a.m. anyway. And you don't, know, you don't want to know what I was doing. But I'll tell you anyway. I was watching, I was watching golf. <laughs> they have the, the Zozo, they call it Zozo competition in, in Japan. And I think we're 18 hours difference in time. So I was watching golf and I was enjoying it. So I didn't go to bed early. Because yesterday I was excited anyway. The Ohio State Buckeyes won. And they won big. What is there not to be excited about? <laughs> but you wake up in the morning, you know you are blessed. Being a blessing is not always easy, but it is always worth it. When we choose to live our lives to bless other people, it opens the hearts of people, it opens the door of opportunity. There is no way you can bless somebody and don't have an opportunity to influence the person's life. The scripture read to us this morning four verses from the Gospel of Luke, the 21st chapter. Number one, when you, when you listen to the scripture, when you read the scripture, you see what I call a divine observation. Divine observation. Because, number one, the scripture says, he looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. A divine observation one. Jesus looked and he saw all the blessings around him into the treasury. Like when the offering plate is passed, they were given. He sees every part of our lives, including the intention of our hearts. He cares about what we have, we have and what we have given up for his sake and the sake of the gospel. And he cares about what we are not giving up. Jesus is looking at us. Because Secondly, in this passage, verse 2, there is a divine observation number 2. Because the scripture says, he also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. Jesus continues to look at us. He knows what we do. He knows where we are in our faith journey. From the offering of this poor we do. We learn that what we rightly give for the relief of the poor and the support of God's worship is given unto God. Whenever we give our offering, we are only giving to God. My covenant, my covenant is not with the church. When I give, my covenant 
is with God. Because it is the God who provides for me that I make a covenant to that I will give back. And I give back through the church. Amen? So your covenant, my friends, every day, every month, when you give to God, your covenant is with God. It has nothing to do with what the church is or is not doing. It has everything to do with you respecting your covenant with God. And oh, if we look at it that way, my friends, our life will be less stressful. Less stressful. My covenant is with God. Here we learn about a woman who understood the principle of giving. God doesn't call us to give for the sake of giving. Giving is to be done as an act of obedience. Because the scripture says in 1 Samuel chapter 15, obedience is better than sacrifice. And our giving, my friends, is to be an act of obedience. Because God said it, I'm going to do it and see what God is going to do afterwards. Because I am blessed to be a blessing. And thirdly, in this passage, we have a divine reflection. Because in verse 3, this is what the scripture says. He said, that is Jesus, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. Remember this, the lady is extremely poor. Because the scripture says, a certain poor woman. The woman was not only poor, but was also a widow. Her source of all revenue, her husband, had died. Yet, she gave sacrificially. If there was anyone who had an excuse not to give, it was this woman. But she gave everything. She gave everything. In spite of her poverty, this poor woman held nothing back. She gave everything. And that's what Jesus is trying for us to understand. You give in obedience and you give sacrificially. Is it going to hurt when you give your offering at times? Yes, it's going to because you could have used the money for something else. But then you say to yourself, I have a covenant with God. And the God who provides for me is the God that I am going to give back to. And the God that we are giving back to says, don't give me 100%. That's good. God understands arithmetic. Don't give me 100%. God says, just give me 10%. How many of us know that? That we give and we give 10%. You know, if you have more, then it is a PTL. Praise the Lord. But we should at least give God 10%. I'm a pastor. And I've made it my duty every month to give a little over 10%. You understand? So I'm not here preaching to you as somebody who does not know what he's talking about. Because I do know what I'm talking about. And that does not count the other things I do. 
to help other people. You just give in obedience to your covenant with God. And then you leave the rest with God. Let God do what God can do best. Amen? Your responsibility is to be obedient to God and you give sacrificially. And therefore, the fourth thing in this passage is the divine conclusion. It says, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in all she had to live on. We're going home or to our Sunday school classes. Number one, I want us to leave this sanctuary knowing that we are blessed. I don't want us as Christians to feel that the blessing is for somebody else. No. In fact, at times when you're going through the obstacles of life, you are still blessed. I remember talking to a friend when I was in and he had gone about three Sundays and the fourth week he had an accident. His truck went into the ditch. And then he looked at me and said, all these years, I, don't, I didn't go to church and I was accident free. And you invited me to go to church and on the fourth week, I had an accident. What do you have to say to that? I simply said, well, you know, you had an accident and you're telling me about the accident. Who knows? Maybe if you never went to church, you will not be able to tell me about the accident. God is there with us. Whether you have an accident or not, my friends, as long as they are alive, there is life. You are blessed. Amen? The kids may not do the things you want them to do. Does not mean you are not blessed. The family may disappoint you. Does not mean you are not blessed. Your neighbors may taunt you every moment of the day. Does not mean you are not blessed. Don't throw away your blessing because of the obstacles. Hold on to your blessing. And every day when you wake up, my friends, let the world know by your facial expression, by what you utter before you go out of your house, you say to yourself and you say to your God, thank you for blessing me. Indeed, I am blessed. Let us say that together. I am blessed. And with that, my friends, I pray that the blessing of God will continue to be with you, to stay with you, so that you can be a blessing to the people around you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the people of God say, Amen. Amen.